Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Creflo Dollar. Creflo is the founder and senior pastor of World Changers Church International. Every week, he speaks to thousands of people sharing the good news of Jesus. Creflo is a much sought after conference speaker and known for his practical approach to the Bible. You can watch Creflo Dollar on Changing Your World Sundays at 8.30 a.m. Mountain Time on Miracle Channel. And now, Creflo Dollar teaches how in letting strife get into your life, you're stopping God's flow of grace. Let's dive into the message. If you have your Bibles, go with me to the book of James chapter 3. James chapter 3, 16, I'm going to start a new series dealing with strife. And we want to show you how to stand against the spirit of strife because a lot of people just, they don't understand, number one, what strife is, and they don't understand how detrimental it can be in the life of people who allow it to come in. There are certain things that are not happening in your life, and the reason could be that you're in strife. There are certain things that, you know, you you should have been down the road a whole lot further, and you're not, and the reason is could be because of strife. You know, strife destroys families. Strife destroys relationships, and strife destroys churches. And a lot of times, people are not even aware that they are operating in strife. And so one of the things that we are believing God for is that world changes all around this world, that we understand the importance of team first. Somebody say team first. first. In other words, it's not about you. It's not about you and your situations. You know, we we got to learn how to stop allowing people to take their emergency and make it your drama. You know, somebody's got an emergency, and you know how they call you, call me back right quick, call me back right quick. No, no, don't, don't let their emergency become your drama, and then you all stressed out with their stress. Strife has been something that has been lurking. It's been the, in the lives of people, and it's the big elephant in the room. And because we've not taken a considerable amount of time to look at it and to deal with it, it destroys marriages, it destroys companies, it destroys all that the grace of God's trying to do. It's like electricity can't flow through rubber, no matter what you do. It's not that, you know, uh, the power bill hadn't been paid, but it, it, it won't flow through rubber. So likewise, wherever there's strife, then that, that's a, a wall that's stopping the grace of God from, from getting into your life. There are things that you should be doing right now. There's a position you should be in right now. And the question is, what have, what have I stopped up because I've been upset with somebody? What have I stopped up because I've been 
in, 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 in this competitive jealousy or, you know, I've held something against somebody all these years. And some of these folks you hold stuff in, they dead and you still ain't had been able to resolve it. <laughs> we've got to overcome, first of all, recognize. And then secondly, we've got to be able to stand up against the spirit of strife. And I'll start off by releasing this word of faith in the name of Jesus. No more strife in your life. I said, no more strife in your life. Well, it's not so until you say it. Now, some of you say, well, I ain't got no strife in my life. My job is to convince you that everybody in here has had a little battle with some strife. I was on my way uh, to church last night and, and I was riding through the Bronx and you know, New York traffic can just kind of really tempt you to be in strife with people in other cars you don't even know about, especially the cab drivers, you know? And, and, and I'm following behind this car and, and uh, you know, it, it, just, it just stopped right in front of me and put the blinkers on. And they got all this side over here. All you had to do is turn right and move on to the side like everybody else. But you want to just stop. And now I got, to, I got to figure out with all this traffic going on. And, I, and, and, I'm, and I'm thinking, you know, hey, man, just move over to the side. Taffy said, you know he can't hear you. I said, I know. I know he can't hear me. But I mean, God, dog, you know. And, and so I, I pulled on the side of him. And I just, you know, I just really, I had a vision of it. It was probably, I repented anyway. I had a vision of, 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 of choosing a finger for him, you know. And, 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 and I'm just like, this guy, you know. And then Taffy said, boy, I tell you what, that, what you preaching on tonight? Strife. <laughs> so let's begin this morning in the book of James, chapter 3, verse 16. James, chapter 3, verse 16. Let's uncover this, this, this spirit of strife. Verse 16, let's read it out loud together. Ready, read. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion. Where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. That is a radical, radically serious scripture that you just cannot ignore. You can't read the scripture that says where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work, especially the every evil work. So you mean to tell me if strife is there, every the potential for every evil work is there? You're telling me that if strife is there, that confusion is going to be there? And how many of you know that right now you can't afford to be confused? There's some things that you're working on, things you're believing for, and when confusion comes in, uh, it, it hinders everything that you're trying to do. Let me tell you, when strife is there, it's almost like somebody pushed the pause button and, and you, had, you had made progress since. When strife is there, it's, it's, it's a life that's been put on hold. It, it's a life that it, it, it's like you're almost you're, you're stranded because of strife. Somebody says, well, you know, praise the Lord. I'm under the grace of God. Listen, quit trying to use the grace of God as as the reason why everything ought to work. You know, some things won't change until you change. Amen. And, uh, you know, you know, God, yeah. God's already forgiven you for all that. This is not an issue of God forgiving you. This is not an issue of the finished works of Jesus. This is an issue of you putting things on hold, relationships on hold, things not working in your life because you, you are allowing strife to come in. And then 
He says we're envying and strife. So envy and strife go together. Envy is this, this sick feeling at the promotion of somebody else. In other words, every time you hear about, you know, how they were promoted and how things got better in their life, there's an ill feeling on the inside of you that I just can't stand to hear that, that they, they, they're being promoted. And, and you don't need to envy anybody because God wants to bless you as much as he's blessing that other person. But if, if you're putting money into pockets with holes in it and things don't seem like it's going well, the Bible says, consider your ways. What's going on? What? Maybe. You, why would you envy some? You, you need to rejoice with those who are rejoicing. When was the last time you started shouting at the promotion of somebody else? And, and, and you can see that with people. You go tell them, oh, I got a promotion. Hmm. <laughs> no, we got to learn how to rejoice with those who rejoice. We got to learn how to be excited. When they come and tell you they got their new house, man, you ought to be, oh, I'm so happy for you. Why? Because the line has moved and you're next in line. That's how you got to see that. The line has moved and you're next in line. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm next in line. So you're glad somebody got their promotion because, hey, you're next in line, praise the Lord. But if you always have this, this envious, strife-filled, contentious attitude, we got to learn how to rejoice with people who are rejoicing. They get a new car. Don't look at that car and talk about, hmm, I sure hope, I sure hope you can enjoy it when those payments come in. Now, why you got to say stuff like that? <laughs> How come you just can't rejoice with them and say, oh, man, I'm so excited for you're next in line. But obviously, maybe you don't see yourself next in line because you're always in strife with everybody you come in contact with. You just can't seem to get along with nobody because you're always got a problem with everybody. Somebody say something about you on Facebook. They you on face fussing on Facebook. Turn Facebook off for a minute. You understand what I'm saying? Go get yourself together and don't let Facebook be the source of your strife. Because Facebook, the, the social media, is a place to be creative and critical. So stop. What they said. Who is they? Is they paying for your gas bill? Are they paying for your electric bill? Are they buying you groceries to eat? Forget are they. <laughs> Amen. I'm working on a series of sermons entitled How to Locate Fake Friends. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fake friends, you know, they'll talk, they'll talk about somebody with you, but I need you to realize that if they're talking real bad about somebody with you, imagine how bad they talking about you with somebody else. <laughs> Fake friends. Fake friends always look to you to uh, benefit them, but they never want to benefit you. Fake friends, fake, <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't need to teach you right now, but y'all got a lot of fake friends that you think you're a real friend. <laughs> fake friends never give you the advantage. They always take the advantage. Mm, wish I had a little time to preach that a little bit this morning. <laughs> Yeah, just keep coming to church. Praise the Lord. <laughs> One series at a time. 
You can watch more messages from Creflo Dollar on Corco Plus, Miracle Channel streaming service. Corco Plus has thousands of ministry programs in the Christian Living section. Every Friday, we take your favorite speakers and curate messages into topic-based playlists called The Weekly Fix. This week, the topic is the gift of salvation. You'll hear messages from Dr. David Jeremiah, Joel Osteen, Joyce Meyer, and Joseph Prince, all teaching on God's gift of salvation through Jesus. Go to corco.com to sign up for your free account in three simple steps. That's C-O-R-C-O.com. Corco Plus programming is available to Canadian residents only. So where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. So now we need to know what strife is. Now, now please understand, I don't want you to get this confused with the fact you're under the grace of God. None of this is going to impact what Jesus has already done. The grace is available. All those things are available. But please understand, uh, when pride is there, grace can't flow through pride. And ultimately, strife is going to be an issue that derives from a prideful, self-centered heart. The grace of God wants to increase in your life. But, you know, we have to humble ourselves. Uh, let me give you the definition of that. Humility is a man who will submit to God's way and God's word and God's will. A prideful man is a man that will not submit to God's way, God's word, and God's will. So if the Bible says to cast all your cares on him because he cares for you, and every time we see you, you're walking around with the cares of the world. You are a prideful man because you won't submit to comply to what he told you to do with the care. Well, I thought prideful was just being arrogant. It's, it's, it's they're on the same stick. It's, being shy is on the same stick as being arrogant. It's still called pride because why? It's concerning you. When you have yourself in the center, that's what pride is all about. And you can't be in strife when you're walking in love, and you can't be in strife when self-centeredness is, is not a part of your life. And so we have to deal with this so we can see the very best of God operate in, in our lives. So let's start off with a definition for, for strife, a biblical definition for strife. Strife is a vigorous or bitter conflict. Vigorous, bitter conflict or being in discord or an antagonisms towards someone else or other people. Strife could include being in a quarrel. You've seen those people that just want to quarrel about everything. You mentioned something, they, they got a debate. They want to debate and quarrel about everything. They think they're being intelligent, but they're just being foolish because somebody's going to get upset after a while and pop off on them because you, you just got to know when to shut your mouth. You, let me calm down. You got to know when to be quiet. <laughs> Quarrelsome can 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 be a part of strife uh, a struggle or clash with others always clashing with other people or another person might even include this uh definition definition of strife uh of course we know armed conflicts uh i mean can be a, a strife competitive jealousy or rivalry with someone uh can be strife strife sometimes includes a bitter or even violent disagreement just sometimes being in disagreement with somebody can, can produce strife. And so we've got to understand how important it is to stay away from this strife because we don't want a pause button to be put on our lives. You know, the Bible says where the spirit of God is, there is liberty. But where the spirit of strife is, there is what? Confusion 
and every evil work. I mean, when you look at our society today, uh, that's what racism is. Racism is a spirit of division or strife magnified in hate. That's what it is. It's, 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 it's division. It's a spirit of division. It's racism is motivated by that spirit of strife. I mean, you know, you've got to understand that if a hate group shows up by, by, by the title of hate, it's like it can stir strife up. But if you want to stay free from strife, the way to do it is to operate in love because love covers a multitude of sin. This is a serious thing. It, it, it destroys not only families, it destroys not only relationships, it destroys churches, it destroys cities, communities, it destroys nations. And we've got to realize it and then understand what to do and how to stand up against this devilish spirit of strife. So over the next three weeks, that's what we're going to be dealing with here. We're going to deal with the spirit of strife. Some of y'all came in here with strife. You and your husband made it all the way here and then you got in the parking lot and bam, strife came. <laughs> Did you wash my clothes last night? No, I was tired. I went to bed. Oh, didn't I tell you I needed my shirt? But man, shut up. It is just not that important. I'm sure you got something else you can wear. But strife comes in and hinders your progress. Let's show you where it begins in Genesis chapter 13, verse 7. Genesis chapter 13 and verse 7. Now what I'd like to do is just read. I want to just go through the Bible and show you what the Bible has to say about the spirit of strife so you can just at least believe what I'm saying, that it is a serious issue. Genesis chapter 13 and verse 7 is talking about Abraham and Lot. And verse 7 says, and there was a strife between the herdsmen of Abraham's cattle and the herdsmen of Lot's cattle. And in verse 8, it says, and Abram said unto Lot, let there be no strife. I pray thee between me and thee and between my herdsmen and thy herdsmen, for we be brethren. Now, it's so interesting here that here was an opportunity for strife. But Abraham obviously knew how deadly this was. Let there be no strife between us. He says, you can just make a choice. Choose whichever direction that you want to you wanna choose, and I'll go the other place. And, of course, he chose the best one. For, for grazing his cattle. And Abraham looked like he chose the worst one, but when the blessing of God is operating in your life, what looks like the worst choice turns out to be the best choice. So when it seems like somebody's getting over on you because you, you decided, you know, when they, when they go low, you go high, you decided to do that, then the blessing of the Lord will take care of you and will honor your integrity and your character and your decision to do what you need to do to, to, to walk free from the spirit of strife. Now, verse 7, of course, here was a competition between the two herdsmen over the best grazing land for their livestock. But it, he, he diffuses that whole deal. And, and, and as a result of it, notice he diffuses the strife and as a result of it, the blessing was able to operate in his life. By diffusing strife, the blessing is able to operate. I want you to hear that. By diffusing the strife, the blessing is able to operate. Let me say it again. By diffusing the strife, the blessing is able to operate. So if you have strife you're dealing with right now, diffuse the strife. Why? So the blessing can begin to operate in your life. 
Now, is it possible somebody th may be thinking, well, I don't, I don't know if it's possible for you to be delivered from strife. Yeah, it is. It's possible for you to be delivered from strife. Look at 2 Samuel chapter 22 and verse 44. That's absolutely God's will for you to be delivered from strife. 2 Samuel 22. And when you get to 22, look at verse 44. And here's what he says. He says, thou also has delivered me from strivings of my people. Thou hast kept me to be head uh, of the heathen, a people which I knew not, and shall, shall, they shall serve me. So deliverance from strife has always been the will of God. Deliverance from strife is something that is possible. It is something that God wants to do in your life. Let's go ahead and release our faith right now. Say, I am delivered from all strife. You know, I know that you might be right in the middle of something, but we've got to start somewhere. And when we start most of the time by confessing what we believe the word and the will of God is, say it again, I'm delivered from all strife. See, you, you couples came in, had arguments. Y'all going to have a time tonight. Praise the Lord. You're going to see the blessing come in that bedroom now that that strife gone. What you say, boy? Uh, now watch this. We have to now understand in our process to walk free from strife, the source of it. What's the source of strife? What are some of those things that we have to be aware of in the beginning so we can see how this strife is coming? You can see it coming. Look at Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 12. Proverbs 10 and verse 12. Now again, uh, this is very intentional. It's very on purpose. I want you to see the scripture. There's something about seeing these things in the scripture that really convince you how serious this is. Proverbs chapter 12, excuse me, uh, 10, verse 12, Proverbs 10, verse 12. And verse 12 says this, read it out loud with me. Hatred stirreth up strifes, but love, hatred stirs up strife. It stirs up strife. In any way that hatred is being presented, it's going to stir strife up. But here's the part I want you to get as a believer. But love covers all sin. You can see a guy acting like a fool and you can make a choice. Either I'm going to allow him to, 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 to put strife in my life, you know, I'm going to accept strife from that situation, or I'm going to choose to allow love to cover all sins. I had a guy on the talk show a couple of weeks ago who was at 15 years old, got a 40 year prison sentence, um, because a guy brushed, he was in a store and a guy walked past me and brushed his shoulder and he saw it as disrespect. So he and his partner went out and beat the guy down threw him in the street. When the guy stood up, two cars hit him and killed him and they were charged for that murder. So at 15 years old, he was charged as an adult, put in adult prison at 15 years old. And um, just trying to figure out how did he get there? And he sat there and he says, I cannot believe that I allowed just that little brush to ruin my whole life. Let me tell every man this, a man who cannot control his emotions is the weakest man on the earth. You have to be able, you cannot allow your emotions to just ruin your life like that. Well, he got turned on to the word of grace. He's, he's, he started watching our broadcast in, in prison and start reading the books and his life changed. Well, the judge was, was going to retire the next day 
And um, before she retired, she released him after, I think it was 13 years that he had served. Okay, so it looks like he's going on. But now the, the day he was getting ready to get out, he was stabbed 56 times. He had three minutes to get to a doctor before he drowned in his blood. He survived that. Now, at the age of, I think, uh, 30-something, he is now witnessing to young men and telling them how not to get angry and allow their strife. Now, I, I had an opportunity to ask him a question. I said, well, how do you think you got there? He says, I didn't feel like I was valued. I didn't feel like I was loved. You know, when people don't feel like they're valued and loved at home, then they'll do anything and go anywhere to try to achieve that. They'll start searching for significance. And so if going out and robbing somebody can, can make them feel like they're valuable to the cause, then that's what they're gonna do. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Creflo Dollar. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.